0: Welcome to episode number 29 of the Who Am I podcast with the Southside Church of Christ. We are here this week to consider our identity as Christians. We want to talk about what that means in today's world and and how we can continue to grow in that area. Uh, this is Brian Dill, and here with me, as always, is the spectacular Jackson Wells. Aloha. <laughs> We're not talking about Hawaii this week. No, no. What we are talking about this week is Josiah, who became king of Judah when he was eight years old. Quite young. Uh, Were you doing anything all that
1: impressive at eight years old, Jackson? Yeah, I was pretty... I was class president. (laughs) I was... uh, Third grade. I was writing a novel loosely based on Emperor's New Groove. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Sure. I was. Some would say I was an accomplished eight-year-old.
0: You're an accomplished eight-year-old. I, I remember being eight years old. That's about it. the
1: uh, eight. Let's see. That would have been 2005 for me. Okay. So right after 2004, which was a very good year for me. Oh, okay. And so I was kind of just living on the laurels of 2004. Sure, sure. Which okay. makes no sense to anybody else listening. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and get this episode
0: started. So, Jackson, it is VBS week here at Southside, and I hope all of you listeners out there that are members at Southside, I hope you're planning on being a part of South of VBS uh, tonight and tomorrow night and Wednesday night. I think there's going to be a lot of great things that come out of this. Mm-hmm. As we get going with this episode, though, I wanted to think about VBS, and Jackson, do you have any special VBS memories from the past,
1: I mean, there's always the memory of what we used to eat at VPS. What you ate at VBS, yeah. Did you eat more than just like little snacks, or no? They were they were snacks like the Oreos, and but they were always off-brand. They were oh, okay, never on-brand <laughs> Oreos, and then some variation of Kool Aid that wasn't Kool Aid. It was like right. Mondo. So that somebody made in the yeah. picture in the yeah. kitchen at camp or at church. Yeah. yeah, nothing, nothing crazy. I do remember one year, mom and dad did the thing where you take your kid to other churches VBSs. Okay, you know, right. We went to VBS at Crittenden Drive, and they had a they did it different that year. Okay, and at I don't know why this happened, but there was a sheep in one of the classes, like an actual sheep, an actual, a live, living yeah. sheep. Okay, yeah, that, and that was pretty cool. That was pretty okay cool to experience as a kid. Yeah, seeing a sheep. Oh man, yeah, yeah.
0: I don't remember much as much about VBS as a kid going to VBS. I have a lot more memories of when I was a little bit older, forward. You know, yeah. things where yeah. I helped out with VBS, or because there's all kinds of things. Like when I was a teenager, our our youth group went and did a VBS for. Another really small church out in South Carolina and had a great time doing that. And so lots of good memories there. Uh, I remember when I was just old enough to not be a VBS kid Uh anymore. And my mom was one of the teachers and she wanted me to come and help her set up her classroom and and everything. And I did. I helped her with whatever I could help with. But, you know, there's always so much I could do. Right, Right. And she would let me go across the street, which is a fairly busy street, to the gas station and get a slush puppy. A slush puppy? Which is an icy.
1: That that sounds disgusting, (laughs) because I'm imagining a slushy mixed with a hush puppy. Right, yeah. (laughs) But I would go get a blue
0: raspberry slush puppy. I'm also imagining you walking across Fort Campbell Boulevard. (laughs) Not quite that big. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, at least like country club level of busyness, yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, it was, you know, that was a big deal at yeah. that. And when I was that age, so she'd give me a dollar and I could go across the street. And did you ever puppeteer? I I never got to be one of the puppets uh, because that uh, you know the best chance I would have had to do that would have been when we went and did the VBS for the smaller church. Yeah. But I was one of the Bible class teachers, so that was my role. So I didn't do the puppets. Yeah. Other, yeah, other guys
1: and girls did the puppets. Uh, the the thing that I remember probably the most as a from my childhood is the puppets. Okay, Crittenden Drive. Right. I I think it was it was Frank Harris Dawkins the fourth who was the puppeteer, <laughs> and he was masterful. Right, he had the timing, the voices, the when if the devil doesn't like it he can sit on the attack uh, and right and that devil puppet was going miles into the air yes it was just, yes you talk about getting the kids hype oh yeah uh, bring out the devil puppet and well they start you know these the devil's right there yeah
0: yeah yeah <laughs> we we had a puppet in frankfurt named chauncey that uh Made a VBS appearance for two or three years in a row yeah. un- until
1: yeah. the youth minister decided to retire him. Yeah. You know, he's like, okay, we don't want to overdo it. We had, but- we had, <laughs> we've had <laughs> Mefford and Blanche the last two years, which unfortunately we're not going to be able to have them. I mean, we could, but their, their puppeteers aren't here. Um, okay. Mefford and Blanche. So I don't know what we're going to do this year. We had Nico yeah. last year. It was a camel that. Nico the camel. Nico the camel who owned a <laughs> towel stand on the beach. <laughs> That's great. We'll see you know? what happens. <laughs> All kinds of crazy stuff
0: comes yeah. out at VBS yeah. time. You know, there was uh I, I, I there were these challenges they did in Frankfurt where if, if we got to a certain number of kids or, or total attendance or something. Yeah. Yeah. They they talked me into doing, you know, agreeing to certain things, you know. And so I bleached my hair one year. Which I still haven't seen a picture of that. Uh it's it's pretty atrocious. Uh, we need to see that. And then see that. Uh, one year I had uh, like pancake batter poured all over me, like they just dumped it on me, and then I immediately went and took a shower because it was like this is nasty. <laughs> right. I couldn't handle it. Uh, so you know, random stuff like that. That was always a lot of fun. Uh, some of those pictures they'll come up on your Facebook memories yeah. or whatever. You know, that's that's always fun. But uh, so at Southside, we are talking about the kings of the people
1: of Israel. Mm-hmm. We're talking about kingdoms, you know, that's... The, yeah, the, the title of the VBS theme is Keepers of the Kingdom.
0: Keepers yeah. of the Kingdom. Yeah, 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 yeah that's great. And, and one of the ones that the kids are going to be looking at is Josiah. Mm-hmm. And as we mentioned, we, a lot of times what we remember most about Josiah is the fact that he was put on the throne... When he was eight years old. Yeah. Now, in reality, it is highly unlikely that he was
1: actually ruling at the age of eight. Right. I'm, I'm so I said I was class president when I was eight years old. I was a horrible class president. Oh, like, you were being serious about being class yeah. you actually had a class president with we third were, grade? We it wasn't <laughs> it was like for that individual, those twenty four kids. Sure. I ruled over them. <laughs> Ruled. And I was, I was not like I, the decisions that I made for the laws that were passed were not good. And right. I'm imagining an eight year old being in a position of actual power.
0: Right, right. No way that's going to happen. Not at all. Not uh, no. at all. I mean, I, I get that, you know, in ancient times, uh, things, you know, lifespan was shorter. So people, you know, developed quicker, matured quicker, to, but not at eight not years old. Not at eight. So, so almost certainly, what had happened is he was under the care of some advisors who, and uh, potentially even his mother, based on what we read in in uh, Second Kings, mm-hmm. uh, for a period of time until he was old enough and ready to rule, because we don't really see anything about his reign until the 18th year of his right. reign right. so
1: so he i mean again i'm i'm also thinking 18 year old are you kidding me i remember what i was doing when i was 18 years old right. as a as a king that still sounds bizarre well now the 18th
0: year of Josiah's reign would have oh, been, been when he 20. was 26 Okay. so that's yeah, you're right that's see? that's basically your
1: age now right Imagine a 26-year-old running the country.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a little scary too, isn't it? <laughs> so the reason Josiah was in a position of power at such a young age was because of his father, who was killed after only two years right. of reign. Right, And then uh, we can talk about the history a little bit because before Josiah's father, Amon, there was a his grandfather, Manasseh. Or Man- is it Manessa or Manasseh? Manasseh is what I usually say, but that doesn't okay. mean it's right. <laughs> um, and so, uh, just a brief discussion about the history. Manessa was bad, and this is okay. This is a question for you. He's just super bad. <laughs> <laughs> so there's there's two there's two accounts. There's the account in Second Kings, right? And then there's the account in Second Chronicles. That's right. And in Second Chronicles, he seems to have Manessa Anyways, seems to have. Like a, a moment of redemption. Okay. Um, which it is just, it's interesting to me that both of those are in there. Anyways, regardless of whether or not he had a moment of redemption, he still did a ton of bad things. The list is like sorcery, witchcraft. Right. Eight. He sacrificed one of his kids. Yes. <laughs> like, that's a big problem. He's a <laughs> bad, bad evil king. Yeah, to for it, I mean, I mean well, to to be the chosen people of God. Right. To not worship idols and then to be like I'm going to sacrifice a kid. Like that just the, the to a um, false god no less. Yeah, the, to stray <laughs> so far is just mind-boggling. And Manasseh was on the throne, I think, third I think it was 31 years. Okay. I- and that might have been Josiah. Uh
0: that that is Josiah. I think so. Yeah, I think you're right. It was a while. Uh, Manasseh was on the throne. I'm pretty sure for
1: 55 years. Wow, 55 years That's of a, that nonsense. Of of that <laughs> horrific of lead, a leader. Yeah, yeah. And so you wonder, oh. like, so after uh, Manasseh gets off the throne after he dies, it goes to Amon. And of course, if if your dad was doing that, you're going to continue in that way. If there's not never been anything right that you've been taught otherwise, exactly. And so, Amon gets killed after two years, and then lo and behold, we have an eight year old on right. the throne now. Right. And I read one thing that said that, if, if I'm
0: remembering correctly, that it may have been because the people realized good grief, we're in for another Manasseh yeah. on the throne. Yeah. So, we can't put up with that. We've right. got to get rid of Amon.
1: It was, it was, it, we could just pull up the text. Give me just a second. Oh yeah, yeah. Second Kings twenty one or or uh I, I is guess the Chronicles account that you're looking I, at? Um I'm, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do Second Chronicles because that's the one that I first looked at. So Amon was twenty two when he began to reign. Oh and right. And it
0: if he's only twenty two years old, yeah. Then it's like this guy's gonna be king for a while. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and so they killed him. It, his it says in, in in verse uh in Second Chronicles thirty three, verse twenty four it says and his servants, talking about Amon's servants, conspired against him and put him to death in his house. But the people of the land struck down all those who had conspired against King Amon. And the people of the land made Josiah, his son, king in his place. So it's kind of like this, all right, the people who were next in charge killed Amon. And then the people below the people who killed Amon got killed by the common folk. And <laughs> then they put Josiah in charge. Is that, Am I reading that right? I would say
0: his servants in verse 24, I I think it's a a combination of the people of Israel. His servants would have been just regular, not like next in line to take the throne, so much as just they, the people of Israel were tired of
1: what had been going on for 55 years. And that makes sense. Whenever you have a young person and they are in a position of power— I can only imagine the pressure on that person. But also if there are good advisors that can influence that child to make good decisions, right. The future does look there there's there's hope, you know. there's there's hope.
0: Yeah, and I and I think, you know, the the opposite happened with Manasseh. Manasseh, we're told, was twelve when he took the throne. Which is still insanely young. Right. But that means that he was sixty seven when he died. And so then here comes his son, Amon, and he's only, what'd you say, 20, 22. 22. And they're thinking, we can't take 40 years of this.
1: Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. And so they put, they put Josiah in charge, and it's in his 18th year, right? So he's 26 right? when he's finally starting to make decisions. In Second Chronicles 34, it says in verse 2, and he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord and walked in the ways of David, his father. And he did not turn aside to the right hand or to the left. So immediately, Josiah, well, not immediately. It took 18 years, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, it's already looking better. It's already looking better for the Israelites. Well, and if you keep reading there in Second Chronicles, uh, starting
0: with verse 3, it says in the eighth year of his reign. Mm-hmm. So he would have been 16. Yeah. yeah. If while he was yet a boy, it says, he began to seek the God of David, his father. And so he began to, to make some better decisions right. and choices. And in the 12th year, you know, when he would have been about 20, he began to get rid of the high places, which are these idol-worshiping locations uh,
1: in Israel. And he began to get rid of all that kind of stuff. This is a question that we may not need to have in the podcast, but we're reading in Second Chronicles about the account of Josiah and Manasseh and Amon. and in Second Kings we have the same account. Right? Why? Oh,
0: why are there two yeah, accounts? Yeah. Well, for one, they're different. Yeah. There's yeah. more when information the... sometimes in Chronicles. Yeah. yeah. And then there's other information. There's different information. Exactly. Kings. Exactly. So there's it two accounts. It's like right. nothing,
1: nothing contradicts, it don't contradict. Right. Um. It, but it 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 complements one another. And sort of like we you, you know we have four gospel accounts. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Makes uh,
0: sense, makes sense. Because there's so much going on, you know, and these are two different nations now, and there's so much to talk about between the two and, yeah. and different kings that are ruling and, and that sort of thing. Okay. And I think, I think one of the things that makes Josiah's reign so impressive is because of how terrible things were for so long. Yeah. You know, he, who did he have to lean on? You know, he couldn't you know, say, well, my daddy taught me, you know, (laughs) and he couldn't say, you know, my granddad really was a big influence on my life. Nope. He didn't have that. Mm -hmm. And because all of what Josiah did is set against the backdrop of decades of evil and darkness in the the kingdom of Judah, I think that makes Josiah's story that much more compelling and interesting for us to, to look at. And, and I want us to read from Second Kings chapter 22, uh, some of what is said there. Because this is the big thing that a lot of people, this is the story that most people know about what Josiah did. And it is in the 18th year mm-hmm. of, of Josiah's reign, starting with verse 3 of Second Kings 22. It says, in the 18th year of King Josiah, the king sent Shaphan, the son of Azaliah, son of Meshulam, the secretary, to the house of the Lord, saying, Go up to Hilkiah the high priest, and he may, that he may count the money that has been brought into the house of the Lord, which the keepers of the threshold have collected from the people, and let it be given into the hand of the workmen who have the oversight of the house of the Lord, and let them give it to the workmen who are at the house of the Lord, repairing the house, that is, to the carpenters and to the builders and the masons, Let them use it for buying timber and quarried stone to repair the house, but no accounting shall be asked of them for the money that is delivered to their hand for they deal honestly. So we have this uh, beginning of the renewing of the temple. Mm -hmm. The temple is in disrepair because it likely has not been used very much for about 60 years. And then we uh, get into... The verses that I actually meant to read, uh, <laughs> where Hilkiah, the high priest, tells the secretary that Josiah sent to the temple that he has found the book of the law, and when Josiah hears the words of the book of the law, he is overwhelmed with grief and shame. It says he tears his clothes which is was just an outward showing of of grief in that day and time, and he immediately wants to find out what what is God going to do to us, essentially, mm-hmm. because we have gone so long without being obedient to the law. What does that mean? Are we doomed? You know, and uh, and so he's trying to to find out what to do, and this is. This is why Josiah does a lot of the things that he does. There's some serious, serious reforms that take place. You know, we saw he already was getting rid of some of the idols, but he he removes all the idolatry that was in Israel. It's a total removal. Yeah. I, you know, it's just, just all of it's gone. And he also reinstituted the Passover. Mm-hmm. And the way we're told about this makes it sound like Passover may have not have even been observed in Israel for a long, long time. Yeah, which is hard to imagine. It is. It is. <laughs> that was like a core element of their identity. Yeah, as Israelites, as the followers of God, the Passover was how they escaped from Egypt. Yeah, that was that was a
1: huge deal. I wonder. I wonder how many of the stories of Israel's history did Josiah know. Like, like how much, right. how much about history did he know? Because it seems like everything that would have been passed down to him would have had to have been from an oral tradition. It's like, yeah, what, yeah, did he, what did he get told? Like, that's a, that's a it, great question. To, to find this out about yourself, about your, your, your history. Uh, it makes sense <laughs> why well, he tore his clothes. Like I, I just, I read
0: a, Josiah's story and I can't help but think of repentance mm-hmm. and and what that word really means because he is so grief-stricken
1: yeah by what has, he has discovered which i is also I, I find admirable because how can you blame him <laughs> right <laughs> to be in the environment that he was in for so long to then it, it, it was it wasn't his fault that he was raised <laughs> the way he was or right right it did it, it just shows you like, exactly it's repentance it's repentance
0: yeah so i think you know as we talk about josiah's example what then would we say is the application point for us today as far as our identity goes and our actions as christians today how should josiah's example influence well, our identity well for
1: specifically for if we have anybody that is who was who would consider themselves young that's listening to this episode <laughs> one you don't have to be "quote unquote old <laughs> to know what is right that's right because even manessa who was 67 years old when he passed away wasn't doing what was right that's right but josiah whenever he was 16 years old started figuring stuff out yes he did you you don't have to be old to to know what is right right and remember timothy
0: is another good example exactly. of that as paul encourages timothy to to not allow others to look down on him just because he's young, you know you you can still be a solid quality example to other people.
1: Yeah, uh, and then the other thing is you don't have to be old to do what is right. Because I mm, can I can yeah. know I can know all of the right things to say and do. Uh, if I don't do them, what good does it do me? <laughs> <laughs> right. And Josiah knew what was right, and he did what was right. And they go hand in hand, mm-hmm. and it, it made a difference in Israel. You don't have to be old in years to be wise. Um, seek <laughs> seek God's wisdom because that's what that's right. That's exactly what Josiah was doing.
0: Yes, yes, and and I think that you know again where it where it starts for Josiah is that willingness to be penitent mm-hmm. to to repent of the things to to be willing to make a change yeah because he saw that it was clearly not uh what they should have been doing yeah. and and he's he's willing to make that change absolutely
1: and encourage your young people I, I think about the people around Josiah the people that were at the dig whenever they they found the old law right and their willingness to to bring it in front of him and be like here's what we found and again it just seems like he had He had some support, and yes, uh, our young people need support. That's right. All the way from, it's right, 8 to 26. (laughs) Yeah, and
0: beyond, you know? Yeah. And I think that goes both ways. You know, uh, young people who may be listening to this, make sure that you are getting advice from the right people. Right. Make sure you're getting good, quality, wise advice. Who are your advisors? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) that's really important because... Uh, if Josiah had leaned on the same people his father and grandfather had le- leaned on, who knows what kind of state mm-hmm. Israel would have been in, or Judah would Man, have been in. Yeah. And then also, at you know, those of you that are, are older listeners, take advantage of the opportunity that you have to be a, a mentor, a be one of those who's giving wise, good, godly advice yeah. to the younger generations. Yeah. Uh, don't just sit back and say, "Wow, well, what's the matter with this generation? I can't believe that they're yeah. doing all these things. Talk to them about it, you know? Yeah. So give them uh, some quality advice. You know, not that they're always going to listen, right. but, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> you know, at least be willing to have those conversations
1: and uh, and be willing to talk. And, and it's, never, it's never too late to change. That's exactly like, like right. Ho- however long Israel had been in this death spiral, eventually they came out of it. And so... However long you have been in your world of, of sin or grief or whatever it is you're dealing with, you can come out of it at some point. That's right. That's right. And again, when you seek when you seek God.
0: All right. So am I a Josiah? Well, I think in a lot of ways we would say I hope so. Yeah. You, I would want to be like Josiah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that definitely. would be a great compliment. You know, someone who is willing to change when, when needed, someone who's willing to acknowledge uh, the the wise advice that they've been given you know those are things that those are qualities that I think we all would aspire to yep. well I think that's all we have for for this week's episode yeah, so we everything else we are glad that you took the time to listen and we really hope that this week's episode is one that is going to help you to continue to grow in your faith and be a blessing to you and your identity as a follower of Jesus have a blessed day